Everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of <laughs> Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. Well, today I am continuing my coverage of the new Wonder Years 2021, season one, episode 13 is what I'm talking about today, the Valentine's Day dance, which is February 2nd, 2022. In this episode, Dean's plans to ask Kisa to the Valentine's Day dance are foiled when another boy asks her out first. Bill and Lillian make Kim sign up for a big sister program to have extracurricular activities for her college applications. Alright, so, this episode's got a 7.6 out of 10 based on 40 ratings. Let's see if we have any guest stars. Let's see who's all going to be in this episode. Looks like we got Corey, we got Brad, we got Kisa, we got Don Cheeto, the narrator, adult Dean. We have Charlene. Oh, man, we got to see Charlene. Okay. I'll, I'll put up with it this time. We got Thaddeus J. Mixon playing Perry Barlow. So is Perry the one who's going to ask out Kisa? We'll find out. We got Andrew, of course, Hamptons returning. We got a lady named Lydia. We got someone named Lucius. They look like adults. They might be friends of Bill and Lily, and I don't know. And then we have Store Clerk, played by Robert McCloy? McLeroy? I don't know. All right, this episode was directed by Victor Nelly Jr. Writers, Saladin K. Patterson. We got the originals, Neil Marlins Carol Black, who created the original Flow Hub. <laughs> original Wonder Years, excuse me. See, this is what happens when you cover multiple shows, <laughs> multiple podcasts. We got Brett Melnick. We got Amberia Allen. Davira, Danny Batista, Yel Galliana, and Yaman Siegel. Again, like I say, I always feel bad for mispronouncing their names. Alright, we got no trivia. We got no goofs, which seems to be <laughs> how it goes. Alright, so first off, guys, I do want to apologize about last Wednesday that I didn't get this episode out sooner. We were dealing with zero internet in the apartment. And let me tell you, I grew up without internet. But my gosh, when you don't have it? I mean, yeah, I could have read a book. Sure. I could have popped in a movie. Sure. But uh, when you're under that kind of dress about like, uh, you know how it goes. But um, that's why I couldn't, and I didn't put it out any time after that, because I was like, no, I'm sticking with my schedule as far as Wednesdays, Wonder Wednesday, that's how it goes. So, yeah. Also, give you a heads up, if you don't have Hulu to watch this, the new Wonder Years, or maybe you do, 
or maybe you're watching it on regular broadcast TV or YouTube TV, guess what? Disney Plus has the new Wonder Years streaming. Awesome sauce. That's so great. So, also, so here's how things are going to go. I am going to, I've already uploaded, I'm with a band so you guys can listen to it. Of course, I'm recording February 16th, 2022. It's a Wednesday, of course. <laughs> so I'm thinking what I'm going to do is I am also, I'm going to hopefully finish this episode today. I will do my darndest to get it done today. But I got a dentist appointment, a couple errands. I got to finally get my hair cut. It's been dry. My bangs are driving me insane, I'm telling you. I can't deal. I can't deal. <laughs> so I will do my darndest to get it up today. If for some unforeseen circumstances that I cannot, then it will go up on the 23rd. But we're going to shoot for today. And then as far as it goes going forward... Because I did say I was doing a handful of episodes and then I'm going to take time off. I think I'm going to just do monthly episodes for now. We'll just kind of see how it goes. If there's time, maybe two episodes a month. I'm just really trying to, you know, stretch out season one a little bit. Because we got until, what, the show season one probably will wrap up April, May. I mean, they already took a break from February 2nd. You know what? Never mind. Forget I said it. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. So, for any of you new Wonderling listeners to the podcast, I want to let you know. All six seasons of The Wonder Years, the OG Wonder Years, I have covered. You can listen to them on SoundCloud. Unfortunately, with iTunes, they only let you have so many episodes. I don't know why. So, there's that. Also, if you're looking where to follow along with the podcast, it does have a Facebook page. It is, looking back at my Wonder Years and Wonder Years Facebook page, you can like it, follow along, that way you know what episodes I'm doing, because of course I am going in chronological order. There's also uh, Instagram, the Wonder Years Podcast, simple, simple. Just toss that, use that name in there and boom! Pops right up. Pops right up. Also, another thing. If you're new to the podcast here, I have other shows on this Looking Back at My Wonder Years podcast. So in a way, it's not just the show The Wonder Years. It's Looking Back on My Wonder Years. As a child, movies I grew up with. I've done movie reviews. I've covered episodes of Mr. Belvedere. Some of Elf. I currently have The Full House on my Land of Lupas podcast uploaded on here. I'm covering, I'm currently covering season two of Small Wonder, which is a monthly podcast that I've been doing since 2019. Let's see, what else do I got? The first four or five episodes of American Dreams of, you know, season one. Uh, the first seven episodes of Everwood. Now, with Everwood, I'm going to be completely and utterly honest with you. I really undecided about continuing on with Everwood. I probably, at some point, probably will. But 
It's honestly really undecided. I love the show. I like to cover it. There are two really amazing Everwood podcasts out there. Everwood never wouldn't. And, of course, I believe it's called the Pinecast. Something like that. They're both... The Everwood never wouldn't is, I believe, expletive. You know, rated that for 18 and older. And then, of course, I think the Everwood Pinecast... That one is, I believe, a clean podcast. So you have your pick and choose. So that being said, yeah. And I am actually going to be doing an episode. I finally figured out how many Full House episodes I have left in the show. So I'm going to do a separate episode, just do a rundown. I finally got a schedule as far as what I want to do as far as what series I want to do, how long the podcast itself is most likely going to run. Right now it looks like I will be most likely done with the Full House episodes probably mid to late 2023. And then of course I'll have the Fuller House episodes because I'm covering covering them all. You know, that's a Full House, Fuller House podcast. So anything I feel to do after that um, I'm probably gonna pick up some of my other podcasts that I've kind of set on the back burner for a bit and maybe start getting those up again as far as anything new 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 like I really just want to kind of eventually down the road focus on some of the others that I've uh, neglected and left on the back burner I do plan to get to um, the Free Willy Trilogy, that's going to be what this summer is going to be about. It's going to be about the Free Willy Trilogy. So I'll be covering all three of those. No, I am not covering the Free Willy 4 with Bindi Irwin. You know, nothing against Bindi. Love her. But, just no. I'm not doing that. I have my standards. I have my limits. I'm just not. Another thing is, um, I'm still... Deciding to get a movie out this month. We got two weeks left. Less than two weeks, honestly, of February. And my work schedule is just... It's taking myself some adjusting to get used to. Because I just... I come home at the end of the day and I am exhausted. I am just tired. I am run down. I'm like, I am not... I have no energy to podcasts after working for eight hours and just, I, I mean, I don't, <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you work, you know, morning shifts. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'll, I'll do my best. Um, I know I said it, I wanted it to be romantic, um, romantic movie for February, but I don't know. I just, part of me just wants to go comedy. So I am really, really tempted to do either for February, March, Problem Child 1 one and 2 or the Brady Bunch movie and a very Brady sequel. So, those sound up your alley. Give me a heads up in the email, lbomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com and that's what I'm going to go with. So, alright, without further ado, let's jump into the Valentine's Day dance. This is going to be hecka awkward with uh, Charlene and Dean. You know, since she hates his guts pretty much. <laughs> yeah, well, although she's she's got her man, she's got her guy, her um, 
her yes man like yes charlene whatever you say charlene a hundred percent i agree charlene i'm sure that's what her boyfriend is like <laughs> all right let's do this so looks like the early pre-dawn light we got dean riding his bike i swear it looks like he's riding it in a like around the baseball diamond but i can't really tell because it's very very foggy and it looks like the sun is just starting to come up and adult dean narrates how you know every parent wants what's best for their kid growing up and everything they want them to have the life they didn't have and dean says well for most kids it's being able to walk a dog instead of being chased by one or for most black kids growing up in the 60s it's to be able to walk a dog and not be chased by one. Wow. <laughs> and Dean tells us for his family, a better life meant a better education. Every generation of every family wants its children to have a better life. For many black families in the 60s, a better life simply meant being able to walk a dog instead of being chased by them. For my family, a better life meant a better education. All right, so we're around the dinner table the next night, or maybe it's the same night. Oh, you know what? Maybe it was, I, I don't even know. Maybe it was evening when Dean was riding his bike and was foggy. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. So I, I don't think that's the case, though. So around the dinner table, Lillian tells Kim, I talked to your guidance counselor. Oh! Yeah, I can only imagine how awkward that's got to be when uh, your parent gets involved, like, to the point where they're going to your guidance counselor. Oi. So the guidance counselor suggested that Kim enroll in the big sister, little sister guidance program that'll help. It'll look good on college applications. I'm just thinking, you know, that program started probably even before the 60s, most likely. And I'm just thinking now, it's like how, I mean, I've never tried to join it myself. But um, I can think even similar with Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. Just, you would now have to be a person, when, they would have to screen, not just background, you'd probably get reference, everything, just to protect the children. You know, because these are <clears throat> people that are taking out these children going to movies, going out to eat, taking them to, you know, the museum, baseball games, whatever, going to the mall. It's like, that is serious. You're, that, that is very, you're allowing somebody to take your child to get into a car or on a bus or whatever and take your child somewhere. And it's like you're trusting that other person. Like, my child's going to come back physically and mentally in the same condition that they left with you in. I just, I, I feel bad for, I mean, I just, I feel bad that, you know, I mean, some I'm sure out there have really good experiences with that program and stuff like that. You know, I never joined it as a kid, you know, as a kid or anything like that, or even as an adult to volunteer, but... I can imagine the rigorous screening process they use to be able to now, hopefully, that they use to weed out, you know, the creepos and the perverts and whatnot of the world that try to get into those programs. 
or at least we can we can hope. I love how Kim is like, I spent twelve years as Dean's big sister. Should like shouldn't that count? No, because that you're not volunteering for that role. You just are. That's just that's not how that works. Like, can I use like no? Yeah, she says shouldn't that count towards community service? And Bill says, well, you spent the first two years trying to send him back. Kept wasting stamps. I'm like, oh, God. And then she's like, well, I went out to all his baseball games. And Dean is like, you went to one game. And even the one game you did go to, you thought I was some other kid. What? Kim! I love how Kim just rolls her eyes and says, you all wore the same color shirts. I'm thinking, yeah, it's a uniform. They kind of have to. Yeah, and Bill pretty much puts his foot down like, no, you're doing this. There is no. No way you're getting out of this. And even Lillian's like, you know, Kim, you might get something out of this. You know? You might enjoy having a little sister. And who knows? You can teach a thing or two to a little underprivileged kid. You might be able to teach this little sister a thing or two. And Dean's like, like what? How to hog the bathroom? And how to fake cry to get out of trouble? Please. And Kim's like, Dean, shut up. Okay, look, this just proves how out of touch with women you really are. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm not out of touch with women. Yeah, you are. But what 12-year-old wouldn't be, though? 12, 13, 14? Yeah. I talked to your guidance counselor. He said that volunteering for the Big Sister Little Sister program could help your college application stand out. I spent 12 years as Dean's Big Sister. Shouldn't that count towards community service? Spent the first two years trying to send him back. Kept wasting good stamps. Well, I went to all his stupid baseball games. You went to one game. <laughs> the one game that you actually went to? You thought I was another kid. You all wear the same color shirts. This is a good thing and you're doing it. You might enjoy having a little sister. I'm sure there's an underprivileged girl out there who could learn a thing or two from you. Mm. Like what? How to hog the bathroom? Or how to fake cry to get yourself out of trouble? Shut up, Dean. You know, that just shows how out of touch with women you really are. Hey, I'm not out of touch with women. Yeah, you are. Okay. All right, so now we're in school and now Dean says, now that Kisa and I are friends... I'm going to lean back to my three-year plan, which is to be her friend. And even adult Dean looking back at himself is like, delusional. Oh, I like your hopeless man. <laughs> even Corey's like, really? You're going back to that? Oh, my gosh, Dean. Yeah, Corey's like, oh, three years. Are you out of your mind? By that time, you'll be just a friend. And he even said, Corey even tells Dean, it's like, girls don't fall in love with their friend. Well, that's not entirely incorrect. I mean, it could happen. You know, guys and girls could be friends. And then, you know, something happens and they become romantically involved. I don't know. And sometimes I get it, like, sometimes there's a point where it's, like, you're friends, you want to take to the next level, but you're scared, like, oh, us having a relationship will ruin our friendship, and stuff like that. I love how both Hampton and, uh, <laughs> Brad just shudder at the thought, like, 
then Dean asks her, like, is being friends bad? I'm thinking, well, no, it's not. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, it's not bad to be her friend. It's a great way to start out, at least, you know, you know, but if you think that just being her friend is going to get her to like you in that way, romantically, you got to up your game. You got to, you know, you just... <laughs> even Hampton says, yeah, my mom and dad aren't friends, like, at all. Like, they don't even like each other. I don't know how I came into existence, but, uh, yeah, they just... They don't even talk. They talk t to each other through me, basically. It's awkward dinner. It, it's <laughs> poor Hampton. I feel bad for him. <laughs> so Corey asks, like, hey, are you going to ask her to the Valentine's Day dance? And Brad even says, you know, not as a friend. And the, meanwhile, you know, Dean, they're right at the foot of the stairs. Nobody's coming down the stairs. Don't worry about it. No big deal. So Dean takes a step up. You know, behind him, like, all right, check this out. We got music, dancing, right? He, he, he's planning a picture in everyone's head of this whole scenario he's concocted in his mind about how this is all going to play out. You know what happens when you do that? A lot of times you're going to wind up disappointed and it ends up nothing like how you pictured. Dean even says the opening refrain to When a Man Loves a Woman. You know what? I love that song, you know, from the original Wonder Years when Kevin and Winnie kissed. You know what's kind of sad, though? In season six, in the very, like, second to last episode of the show, that song is playing when Kevin is looking for Winnie at that resort club thing place and sees her kissing a lifeguard or something. Anyway, it's like the new show is just really hamming it with the we gotta throw in this song, we gotta throw in this song, and it's just I I, I get it, but it's like they're they're doing it just to, for the sake of the original. He says, "Then I'll reveal my true feelings for Kisa." My ugh, I swear, this girl, I mean, all of Dean's friends know that he's had a thing for Kisus for four years. You know, since he was in second grade. He's in sixth grade now. How, I, you know that she's got to be somewhat aware of his interest in her. He, I mean, she's got to have an inkling, right? Corey and Brad are just, like, shaking their heads, like, mm, mm, no, I don't think. <laughs> and Dean's like, what, no? And ha ha Hampton, I keep wanting to say Hamilton, which is not his name. His name is Hampton. So, <laughs> says, don't listen to him, Dean. I am on the dances planning committee, and don't worry. What we have planned is totally going to go with your plan. It's going to work out. I got it. I know a guy who's running the records. I'm going to take care of it. It's going to go great gonna be amazing Dean you, uh, Dean <laughs> Hampton says you know I, I mean I could tell you the theme now but I don't want to ruin the surprise I'd be like look I, I, I could tell you the theme but I've been sworn to secrecy I signed an oath in blood I, I, I can't reveal it it's just bloop, zipper cross the lips Give you a hint. I uh, can give you a hint. 
Love is in the title. <laughs> I love how Corey and Dean kind of side-eye each other. And Hampton's like, fine, it's under the sea, okay? No, it's not Sebastian from The Little Mermaid singing Under the Sea. Because that movie would not be out for at least another 20 years. <laughs> would not be out for at least another. No, Under the Sea, isn't that, what's that guy's name? Like... Mac the Knife, or what? what is that guy's name? He sang the Under the Sea song. You know what this makes me think of, right? Uh, Enchantment of the Sea Dance, you know, from Back to the Future. Yeah, that's what it makes me think of. Okay, now that Kisa and I are friends again, my three-year plan to get her to like me is back on track. Three you poor delusional bastard. Three years? Are you out of your mind? But then you'll be... <laughs> Just a friend. <laughs> Why? Is being friends bad? Girls don't fall in love with their friends. Yeah, my mom and dad aren't friends at all. Are you going to ask her to the Valentine's Day dance? Not as a friend. Check this out. Music. Dancing. The opening <laughs> refrain to when a man loves a woman. Then I'll reveal my true feelings for Kisa. No? Don't listen to them, Dean. I'm on the dance's planning committee, and this year's theme will be perfect for your plan. I could tell you the theme now, but... I'd hate to give away the surprise. Fine, it's under the sea. Happy? So Dean sees Kisa like, all right, he's pretty much going to make his move. Like, okay, here I go. Here goes nothing. Not as a friend. Not as a friend. He's trying to psych himself up now. Let's, let's see how the... Let me guess. She's like, somebody already asked me. Sorry, I can't. I already was promised to somebody else. He, She's not going to go the Lisa Berlini route because he didn't ask her ahead of time. This is, oh my god. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. When Kevin and Lisa are passing notes in class and he asks her to the dance, she says, okay, or sure, or on a piece of paper. And then here comes Zach Morris, not playing Zach Morris, his name's Brad or something. And he's like, hey, Lisa, want to go to the dance? She's like, sure. And I'm, I'm going to play that clip at the end of the, when I'm done covering this episode. <laughs> Kevin's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Didn't you just, uh, in writing, I have it in writing here that you said you'd go with me. Yeah. So let's see how this is going to go. My guess is she already has a date to go. Like, someone already asked me. Sorry, you got to be quicker than that, Dean. Okay, so... Kisa says, hey, want to race? And Dean says, no, I don't want to do that. And she's like, why not? I'll give you a head start. He's like, no, because I race with Corey and Brad and those other guys. You know, you and I can do something different. Yeah, and I, I just, I feel like, yeah, she does not see him as boyfriend material. She sees him as a friend who's a guy, basically. And I just, I do get the feeling that maybe there is a bit of tomboy in Kisa. And I'm not just saying that because she's wearing her older brother's letter, letterman jacket. I swear that's got to be her older brother's letterman jacket. Because if not, then whose is it? It's not hers. It's not her dad's. Well, I don't know, maybe. But I think she does have an older brother. We don't even know his name. I don't even think we got his name. I want to learn more about her older brother. Do we get to learn about her older brother? Not to mention, how's Bruce doing uh, in Vietnam and everything like that? How's that going out? Hey, yeah, this is this one. You know, I don't know. We can do other stuff, like, maybe. Uh, and then now she's getting defensive. Uh, like, you don't want to race me because I'm a girl? Like, whoa, when did this get into that? No, I... Oh, 
my goodness. No, uh, Dude, you just need to flat out ask her. Don't be like, well, I mean, we could do, you know, the dance. I mean, if you're in a... He's all, ugh. I get it. He's awkward. Teenagers are. That's how it goes. But he is just too, too awkward. Oh my gosh. When she asks, so you don't want to race me because I'm a girl? He says, well, kind of, yeah. And she says, well, I throw better than you. Yeah, she's, I throw better than you. I kick the ball better than you. And he's like, oh, we don't have time to go through this whole list. I mean, if I were her, I'm like, why are we on a timetable here? Do you have a schedule? What's going on? You got somewhere else you need to be? What, what? It's like, oh, we don't have time to go through this whole list. Dean, just tell her, ask her. Stop, like, mulling around the mulberry bush or whatever you call it. I don't know. Beating around the bush. That's, um, whatever. Just stop. So, okay, this is interesting. Yeah, so she's like, come on, let's race. Then the bell rings. Like, oh, man, I would have beat you, too. And Dean's just about to ask her, like, hey, do you have any plans to? And then she cuts him off, and she says, you know, I forgot to tell you, I volunteer for the Big Sister Little Sister program, and I picked Kim as my mentor. Okay. That's why, because, like I said, I follow the show on Instagram and uh, the cast members, and they're showing pictures from this episode. I'm like, why am I seeing Kim and Kisa together? Which is an interesting pairing because I don't think we really have seen them together. So I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I don't know if Kisa, maybe she doesn't have an older sister. I think this will be really nice. Maybe she'll find something. You know, my brother does have a crush on you, right? He really, like, I mean, he is in love with you. He has been for four years. And Dean is surprised, like, what, my sister, why would you do that? And she's like, I don't know, I mean, whenever, you know, I see her with you, I just, she seems so cool. And yeah, it's like, maybe she doesn't have a big sister, and I think this will be a great opportunity for both Kisa and Kim. And it's like, Dean, you know what, you shouldn't, when you're like, oh, do you have any plans for, like, you need to get that line out. Do you want to go to the dance? Boom! You're done. That's it. There's like, what, seven? Do you want to go to the, wait, there's eight. Dance, eight. Eight words. Uh, it's a whole sentence. Or go to the dance with me. Or no, that sounds too demanding. Like, let's go to the dance. Um, so I don't know, something quick and fast. Just don't think about it. Just do it. That's his thing. He thinks too much about it. Painting scenarios and, and, and situations in his head that are going to go completely not the way he wants. The way that Dean is like bracing himself, like, oh, you don't think my sister is cool? Like, oh. Like, maybe, yeah, and even though adult Dean's like, hey, maybe Kisa wasn't as smart as I thought. Well, that's because you're a brother looking at your older sister like, oh, you're annoying. Oh, why do we have to cheer parents? Ugh. Whereas Kim is seeing, you know, Kisa is seeing Kim as someone, as a you know, possible role model. That's a thing. In the original Wonder Years, you know, Winnie didn't have an older sister. She could have learned from Karen, you know, looked up to. I'm sure she did. Remember the episode where the kids were trying to save Harper's Woods? 
And it turned into like a shopping mall center or something like that. I don't know. You know, Kevin and Paul and Winnie, when Karen was saying, you've got to take a stand, you've got to go out there and, you know, with picket signs saying, save Harper's Woods and go and demand to have your voice be heard by the planning committee or the city zoning laws or whatever. Uh, town hall, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, Kim invited Kisa over to hang out at, you know, her house. So he's like, All right, I guess I'll uh, see you there after school. Okay. Yeah, and then Kisa kind of comes back to, oh, what were you going to ask me? And Dean's like, oh, nothing. N nothing. And he's just like, oh, my gosh, you got to see my house. Like, that is, like, the most personal you can get with your crush before you admit that you like them. Just like, oh my gosh, they're coming over. Oh, I'm so nervous. What am I going to wear? Oh, my gosh, should I do something with my hair? Oh, I don't know. Hmm. What should, should I put out some snacks? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. Let me just say, when Jeremy and I, when Jeremy came over to my place for the very first time, I was very I was nervous because, yeah, we hung out, you know, after work and stuff, but that was just at our place of employment. So this was, it was technically him coming over was the first time we actually hung out outside of work. So, yeah, imagine, yeah, I was nervous. Fine, is under the sea. There she is. Here goes nothing. Not just a friend. Not just a friend. Hey, you want to race? Um, no. Don't worry, I'll give you a head start. That's not why. Then why not? Uh, because I race with Corey and Brad and those guys all the time, and uh, you and I could do other stuff, like, I don't know, maybe... Wait, if... you don't want to race me because I'm a girl? Well, kinda, yeah. I throw better than you. So? I kick the ball okay, better than We don't have time to go through the whole list. Come on, let's race. And you mark, get set. Yeah, she sees him as more of a friend Dang. than a I'm just about to beat you, too. Maybe. You want me to carry your books? Do you want me to carry yours? <laughs> Allow me. Anyways, so, uh, Kisa, I was wondering, do you have any plans oh, for the- I almost forgot. My parents signed me up for a big sister, little sister, oh, and I picked him as my mentor. Oh, what? Okay. Wait, my sister? Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Whenever I saw your sister with you, she always seemed so cool. Kisa thought Kim was cool? <laughs> Maybe she wasn't as smart as I always thought. She even invited me over after school today to meet. So, guess I'll see you at your house later? Right. My house. <laughs> so, what do you want to ask me? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Wait, she's going to be in my house? With my sister? Hey, my books, remember? Really? Hey, he's like, just standing there, he's got her books, and she's like, hey, you got my books? I was like, dude, move it. What you, what you standing there? You can think about that on the bus ride home, I guess. <laughs> yeah, now he's got an even bigger dilemma. Like, oh my god, yeah, he's gonna be talking about that all lunch. Wait a minute, what? Wait a sec. So, okay, so that was the beginning of the school day. Why did I think it was like the middle of the afternoon? Cause she, and I'm just saying, when she says, hey, let's race something in, there are kids going back and forth. How can you race and not end up running into a kid? Because they're just all over the place in front of the school or is it the back of the school? I can't tell. But yeah. So, all right. Now we're at home and now we're going to see. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. 
Lakisa didn't bother. She said she volunteered for it. She said, no, my parents signed me up for Little Sister, Big Sister, which I guess is kind of like uh, the big, yeah, it's basically the Big Brother program. Big Brother, Little Sister, Little Big Sister, whatever, that thing. I'm curious to see if they put a lot of limitations on that program now as far as what you can actually do. Like where you can go, like hey we have activities here at the center that you can do, but you can't take the kid to the mall, you can't drive off with them or anything like that. Just, I'm really curious about that program. I mean, I'm sure it's definitely a good and rewarding program, but it's just, there are just too many bad creepos out there that uh, will take advantage of the programs to do bad things to children, so... Yeah, I just, um, it's just that scene here. I just, she does not see Dean as boyfriend material or even a romantic interest in any form. She just treated him like, because she just, it feels like she, Kisa is very, you know, tomboyish in that, like, I can throw better than you, I can kick better than you, I can catch a ball better than you, all, I, all that stuff, all that stuff. But it's just, just the way she, she just seems to like, like just an, an, another like, you know, guy pal. I think in a way, even though, because Corey said that, you know, when Kisa kissed him at, you know, the end of the pilot episode, she had admitted to him that she had only kissed him because of her feelings, how she was feeling about the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. And she wanted to feel close to somebody. And I'm just thinking, I think the fact that she probably sees Corey as, you know, boyfriend. Well, he was her boyfriend for a little bit. And she probably sees him as more boyfriendish material than than Dean is. Which I'm not saying that he isn't, but I'm just, yeah. He just gives off, like, f friend vibes. Like, and I think it's like, that's what you were wanting her to see you as. And you were wanting to be. You're... She's only going to see you as that. You're not projecting like, hey, I want to be more than friends with you type of vibe. So that's not what she's she's getting. Plus, I mean, honestly, I mean, not no offense to Dean and everything like that. He's a cool dude. But if I were a girl and <laughs> if I were a teen girl around their age, if I had to choose between the two of them, I don't know. I mean, part of me probably would go with Corey. I don't know. He's... I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't know. Kim is sitting in a chair. Dean comes over and says, Kim, please promise me, promise me you will not do anything to embarrass me when my friend Kisa comes over. Yeah, right. <laughs> if Kim is anything other than, I mean, she's Karen a little bit, but I also feel like we could get a little bit of Wayne Arnold in just this moment. Like, oh, I'm going to razz on you, little brother. Oh, because oh, Kim is like, oh, it's that Kisa? Because she hasn't met who's going to be coming over, you know, the person she's been assigned to. I kind of wonder how they match them up. Like, hey, these people don't live too far away from each other. Let's put them together. There we go. That's a good match. <laughs> and Kim's like, oh, yeah, I, I won't even mention, mention you. <laughs> and Kim adds, I'll leave the embarrassing part up to you. It's like, yeah, yeah, he doesn't, that's the thing with Dean, he does not have to try very hard 
to embarrass himself. <laughs> it just comes naturally with this kid. He's like, great, thanks. Aang is, I mean, when Kevin was awkward in a way, but he's not super uber awkward. Like, Dean just comes off as extremely super uber awkward. And I'm not saying it's the glasses, you know, kind of semi-nerdifying him a smidge, because... I wear glasses. There's nothing wrong with people wearing glasses. I think wearing glasses is very attractive. Um, but it just it just seems like in the '60s, it seems like you're wearing glasses. You're immediately dubbed a nerd, whether you are one or you're not. So, all right. So Dean's thinking, all right, we got Kim covered. That's taken care of. Now, I just gotta check the home base, make sure there's nothing embarrassing. No pictures of me in the bathtub. No pictures of me in just a diaper. No pictures of me, like, sitting on a toilet taking my first poop. None of that stuff. <laughs> Any last place trophies, those gotta go in the, the basement, the attic, whatever the house has. The garage, whatever. Uh, okay, this photo, which could be of the actor as a baby, but just, did they do photos like this in 1969 of babies where the babies were like oh let's put the naked baby in a little basket let's put him on a little faux fur rug let's put them in a pumpkin let's put them in uh you know um, heck I don't know let's leave them up against the family dog and pose them like that I just I don't think that picture looks too like something that, and plus it's in color too, which I don't know. Nineteen sixty nine. When were they getting color film? I don't know, but that film, that <coughs> picture just looks like something that wouldn't be done for at least a good thirty some years in the future it just because i think maybe i'm just thinking that because you know people you know i know you know family members friends of you know on facebook like oh look at my baby i post them you know in a little metal bucket filled with water like the little bath and everything or just uh, oh look i'm cupping my hands and here's my little naked adorable angel baby Dressing them up as like Cupid, or oh, I'm putting a lion's head on their. I don't know. It just it just doesn't look like something that would exist in not just the way that the baby is posed does not look like something that would be from 1969 at all. Dean has come across two naked pictures of him as a baby. He's just saying, did my, did my parents ever dress me? He says, he, he's, he picks another photo. Well, not a photo. That's right. It's a drawing he did. It says, mommy and me takes bath. And he says, even the f drawings of me were naked. I'm like, good grief. He even asks himself, what kind of a freak was I? So it's like, oh, great, nothing embarrassing left. And then he looks down at the laundry. He's got dinosaur underwear and choo-choo train underwear. Dude, what are you, for? Get rid of that garbage. You don't need to be wearing no choo-choo trains and dinosaur undies. I mean, unless they got, like, Jurassic Park on there or, um, I don't know. <laughs> there aren't any movies about trains that are 
Transformers, you know, go to the next thing. Transformers, or you got your Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, what have you. Those, cool. Yeah, that's fine. Well, and the, probably more than likely, I mean, you're not going to find that type of stuff unless it's aimed at kids, you know? You're looking more like, hey, it's cool, I'm wearing box. Okay, I want to find out when boxer shorts were invented. I'm just curious. Like, I, I don't know. But it's like, dude, come on, Dean. I was standing, I was sticking up for you. And now it's like you've fallen another peg below the cool meter. You're making me late, Dean. Jim, please promise that you won't do anything to embarrass me when my friend Kisa comes over. Oh, it's that Kisa? Sure, I won't even mention you. I'll leave the embarrassing part up to you. Great, thanks. With Kim on my side now, I just had to ensure my home field was wiped clean of any other embarrassments. Like a naked photo of me as a baby. And another... Did my parents ever bother to dress me? Even the pictures I drew of myself were naked. What kind of a freak was I? Great. Nothing embarrassing left. So the doorbell rings, and Dean answers as like, Oh, hi, Kisa. You know, I didn't even know you were coming. Come on in. <laughs> well, Dean, why did you hide it there? Because Lillian <laughs> shouts at Dean from the kitchen, Dean, why is your dinosaur underwear in the oven? <laughs> and that there, I guess, was, that was the whole cold open, basically. <laughs> Oh, the oven, really? You couldn't have found any other hot spot. You could have shoved it under a couch cushion or a chair cushion or something. are talking in the living room just kind of learning a little bit and we are learning I like that this is a great way for us to learn more about Kisa because we really don't know much about her you know I really wish we could have gotten this with Winnie Cooper because all we got about her is what Kevin knew she had an older brother that died in Vietnam um her parents almost got divorced her dad moved out she just seemed like this untouchable it girl that every guy wanted to get with and it just personality it just we really didn't get a bit of that so yeah at least this is a clever way you know with kim mentoring kisa that we can actually learn about her. i mean i figured i mean she had mentioned well, Corey was the one that brought, like, oh, you have an older brother. That's nice of he, him to give you his baseball cards. I figured that was her older brother's jacket because now Kisa says, yeah, this is his jacket. So Kim asks Kisa how she likes school, and Kisa says, yeah, I have a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun classes. Here comes Dean with a barbell or one of those arm weights. And I'm just like, man, get out of here. 
It's like, oh, don't mind me, just doing my daily pump. Like, dude, go away. Getting my chance to get to, you know what? He might even learn some stuff about Kisa if he zipped his lip. Now he's playing with a little paddle ball. Like, dude, you are. I get he's trying to impress her, but it's like, this is Kim and Kisa's time. I mean, they may as well, like, hey, you want to go take a walk or something so we can get away from Dean? Being so disruptive. He's like, hey, Kisa, look, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm going to set a new record with a paddle ball. Kim needs to set him straight. Like, little brother, you need to go somewhere else. Oh, here we go. Kim looks at Dean and says, oh, I know what this is about. She turns to Kisa and says, Dean is clearly jealous that I'm spending time with you instead of him. Alright, so, yeah, Kim gets up and says, come on, let's go to my room. Where it's girls only, Dean. Like, come on. You gotta, you hang out here by yourself, Dean. Bye. So, do you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I do. I have an older brother. <laughs> this is actually his jacket. Oh, what are you like in school this year? It's been fun. I have a lot of fun in class. Uh, don't mind me. Just, oh, getting in my daily pump. Well, go to your room and do that, man. You know, he's in the living room, he's sitting on the couch. You think he's asking Kisa to the dance. No, he's trying out his best ways to ask her to the dance by using a stuffed teddy bear as a visual aid that's sitting on a couple of couch pillows. Well, whatever works, I guess. Uh, just don't let Kim and Kisa come out and see you doing that. Woo! You'll never live that down. So, Dean suggests, <laughs> no, he doesn't suggest, excuse me. He hears giggling from Kim's room, and he's like, well, I'm thinking to himself, I know I shouldn't eavesdrop, but, you know, I'm going to resist the temptation. What are they talking about in there? Are they talking about me? I doubt it, Dean. So, we're in Kim's room, and Kisa is just falling in love with Kim's closet, just the clothes. Like, oh my gosh, this closet is out of sight. So, yeah, Kisa's just like, wow, these clothes are so cool. And Kim asks Kisa, like, well, where do you shop? And Kisa's like, wherever. Uh, yeah, and Kim says, well, two words, swap meet. And she invites Kisa along for the weekend. Like, hey, why don't we go check it out together? That See, she's exactly what Kisa needs, and I, 
you know, a, a big sister role model. Although the stitch in that plan is Kisa tells Kim, we only buy new clothes when school starts. And sometimes my mom makes my clothes. Like, well, that's cool. That's cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Kim asks Kisa, like, do you like that? And Kisa's like, mm, no. And Kim's like, yeah, I figured that. And Kim tells Kisa, you know, sometimes mothers have different tastes when it comes to clothes and stuff like that. Because... Kisa kind of confirms my theory here is she says my mom wants me to dress all kind of girly like and everything and Kisa's a tomboy you know that's why she likes hanging out with the guys rarely do we see her hanging out with the girls too often but that's cool and Kim takes a book and chucks it at the door because she knows Dean is out there listening and she says little brothers can be creeps so Kim says hey Maybe you don't have to wait till next school year to get new clothes. You know, I was your size once. Well, there you go! Unload some of your stuff onto Kisa. Although, that makes me nervous. Because, you know, she brings it home and then all of a sudden her mom's like, Where'd you get those clothes? You know we only go shopping once a year before school starts for new school clothes. And just, you know I make your clothes outside of that time. Like, I don't know, we... Didn't even really, we don't know too much about Keese's mom. When we met her at the, in the principal's office with Keese's dad, she was as silent as a stone. We don't, we don't know other, other than what Kim just, you know, got info Kim got from Keese about the fact that Keese's mom probably is a stay-at-home mom who, you know, makes the meals and makes Keese's clothes. I want to learn more about Keese's older brother. I mean, it looks like from the patches on the Letterman jacket, he may have been in track. Or cross country or whatever it's called. I knew I shouldn't eavesdrop, but I couldn't resist the temptation. For all I knew, they could be talking about how much Keese liked me. Doubt it. This closet is out of sight. I wish I had clothes in school. Why do you like to shop? dinner he's just waiting for his chance to ask you're gonna ask her during dinner gosh that's gonna be awkward not that he isn't already awkward with his arms folded across his chest he looks like he's a ball of energy like he can barely <laughs> yeah and even bill and lillian are like what's the matter boy are you all right and lillian's like what's the matter dean you're not constipated again are you <laughs> oh god oh yeah yeah no no <laughs> So Kim comes out with Kisa. She says, sorry for the way. Just wanted to freshen up before dinner. And in Dean's mind, he says, I never thought Kisa could look more beautiful. 
she is gorgeous. I love how her hair is, you know, kind of a side pony thing going on. Really, really gorgeous. Beautiful dress. Oh, my goodness. And Ding Ding to himself, boy, was I wrong. Nothing in the world could give me the confidence to talk to somebody that gorgeous. My guess is, I think he's just going to let it slip that she actually does have a date for the Valentine's Day dance. Thus, Dean miss, missing his shot again. Which I kind of kind of wonder if he'd asked if she wasn't already going with someone, if she probably would say yes. Or she'd say, Dean, we're friends. We can't go to a dance together. Lillian tells Kisa she looks very lovely. And Dean's like, yes, very, very lovely, very indeed. And Bill is just side-eyeing Dean like, that boy ain't right. <laughs> I don't know how many times he said that since the show began. But it seems like almost every other episode, Bill has to say that about Dean, which he ain't wrong. <laughs> so Dean tells us that the worst thing in the world happened. His parents' parental intuition kicked in, and they realized that Dean had feelings for Kisa. Really? Really? I don't know. I don't know about that. Because Lillian, who's sitting right next to Dean, kind of bends her head like, Hey, Dean, doesn't Kisa look pretty? And Dean's all like, uh, 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 uh. And Bill, who's sitting to the side of Dean, is like, Say something. <laughs> Dang, kid. I mean, I get awkward, but this is uber awkward. And Dean just stumbles over his words like, I, I, I like dresses. I, I mean, I mean, I like that dress on you. Yeah, he's like, I like that dress on you. Uh, pretty. And Bill's like, stop saying something. Like, please, you're embarrassing yourself and us. And Kisa, by the way, too. Like... So Lillian brings up the dance, like, didn't you say there was a dance at your school coming up? So I think this is going to be the opening where I feel like Kisa is going to mention, like, oh yeah, so-and-so already asked me. And I said, yes. I can't wait. And Dean's like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and Bill asks, you know, haven't I seen you practicing your holly gully in the mirror? So I'm guessing holly gully is a dance move, possibly. Holly Gully Dance. Oh, Holly Gully Dance. Okay, what is that? Social dance at... Okay, hold on. Holly Gully is a type of unstructured line dance often considered to have originated in the 60s. But it's a, it is also mentioned some 40 years earlier as a dance common in the black juke joints in the first part of the 20th century. In its modern form... It consisted of a series of steps, in quotes, that are called out by the MC. Each step was relatively simple and easy to execute. However, the challenge was to keep up with the speed of each step. Okay. I learned about the Holly Gully dance. Interesting. I, I learned so much. I really, really do. By watching these episodes. And I like how Bill compliments Dean's dance and was like, he's a bad man on the dance floor. <laughs> Kim's like sweeping or mopping. <laughs> Ouch. And Kim says, you know, school dances are solid. Are you going, Kisa? And Kisa says, nah, I, I can't. My parents won't let me date boys until I'm older. And I love how Kim rolls her eyes and it's just like, oh, I remember those stupid rules. And Bill says, hey, those rules aren't stupid. I respect her parents for that. 
And so boys are nothing but trouble. So Bill side-eyes Dean is like, be cool. And they all take hands and they pray before they eat. school the next day and a guy's going up to Kisa to ask her out to the dance probably just hey I'll meet you there or something and yeah she's looking really pretty you know Kim helped her out and got her some clothes and whatnot cool clothes and the boys are all just like oh Dean you missed your shot again <laughs> all the boys are going to be lining up to ask her out now and, yeah, even the boy asking Kisa out is an eighth grader. And according to Hampton, he says that they already have their man voices. And Hampton looks at Dean and says, you're doomed. And Dean tells him, doesn't matter, her parents won't let her date anyway. Oh, her parents won't let her go to the dance anyway. And Hampton says that, you know, his parents pretty much have the same rule for him. They're only allowing him to go to the dance because he's part of the dance committee. Okay. He's got himself a, an in then. So, yeah, Dean's like, oh, Hampton, that's a great idea. So he's going to go ask Kisa probably, like, hey, you want to be part of the dance committee? Or, you know, you and I both, we could, you know, he could have her, you know, she could sign up, he could sign up, they could work together. That way they'd be allowed to go to the dance together. Well, or, I mean, see each other there. So yeah, he pretty much says, you know, Hampton and I are on the dance committee. Why don't you join? You you can ask your parents. That way you can go to the dance. Like, eh, I mean, yeah, she's like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And the fact that it's like Hampton and I are on the dance committee. And Hampton looks at him confused, like, we are? And Dean looks at him like, Yes, we are. Like, oh yeah, we are. Like, uh-huh, yep. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Because she says, you know, I'll ask my parents if I can join. When is the dance, though? This, this seems like short notice. Just like, they're like, oh, well, sorry, sign-ups for the dance committee were weeks ago. You didn't sign up. So, I mean, and it's too late 
to accept any new members. Or are they going to say, hey, the more the merrier, that's great that you're taking an active interest in the school by helping out with dances. That's awesome. So, yeah, she's, that sounds amazing. See ya. So she leaves, and Dean turns back to him and says, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so great. And Hampton is confused, like, what did I do? It's like, if Kisa gets on the dance committee, then she'll be able to go to the dance. And since all of them are already technically on the committee, in quotes, then we could probably dance together. Win-win. Win-win. Yeah, but we don't know if her parents are going to say yes. Because they're probably going to be like, well, that's one step from being at the dance. Because you're still going to be at the dance. Or like, oh, you can help out, but you can't go to the dance. You can help set up, but then you got to come home. Yeah, and then he says, and then I can reveal my true feelings for her. And Corey and Brad just laugh like, oh my gosh, you are so hopeless with these true feelings of yours. You can't even get two words out at dinner. And you're going to reveal your true feelings to her? I don't think so. You don't have the confidence yet for that. And Corey's the one that's mainly doing the laughing. He's like, <laughs> oh, you're all, ser- you're all serious? Really? Oh, yeah, you two have a little on that. Bye. <laughs> like, I don't want a part of this. Bye. Perry Barlow. Okay. Is this the one who's going to, like, hey, um, I see you're uh, talking to Kisa. Do you think you could ask her to the dance for me? I'm too shy. I get, like, he is going to be the one that she goes with. Because I thought in the description, in the summary, it does say she t- goes with somebody or something. Um, we. You should join. Then you, I mean, even can go to the dance. While Hampton secretly prayed for forgiveness for lying, I prayed for a miracle. Oh, got it. Sounds like fun. Ask my parents at the school if I can join. Thanks for the idea. See ya. Hampton, that was amazing. What did I do? If Kisa joins the committee, she can still go to the dance, and I can still reveal my true feelings to her. It's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, really, bye. <laughs> okay, it's Perry Barlow, the Kirk McCray of this school. I've, we've only just now met this guy, but I'm getting, like, Kirk McCray vibes. Just the way that Dean's described, like, he's the most perfect boy in the whole school. Yeah, uh-huh, and Winnie Cooper was the most perfect girl in the school. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is gonna be Kirk McRae all over again. I, I, oh my gosh! <laughs> Did I? This is how it's gonna work. Just like the original. <laughs> Guys, gonna ask her out. They're gonna go out. Dean is gonna hang out in the background until he eventually 
tries to ask her out again. Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting that, but let's see. Maybe it'll throw a curveball and this won't be the case. He says, what's the deal with that girl you was talking to back there? I'm thinking, he don't just, he does not even know her name. He's just interested based on sight and the fact that she's a female. I don't know. We'll see. So, yeah, he asks, like, Dean, uh, do you, is she going to the dance with anyone yet? And, uh, of course, Dean's like a nice try, Perry. Yeah, her, her parents are won't let her date boys. They're, like, very religious. So, yeah. Sorry. I thought, I honestly thought, like, Dean was going to lie, like, oh, yeah, I'm her date. She and I were going to the dance together. Sorry, missed your shot. The guy just nods at him. He says, got it. He says, thanks for the skinny. So I'm guessing skinny's like, thanks for the advice or something. We'll see how this goes. Okay, so, yeah, her parents agreed to let her join the committee. However, Dean's at Keese's house, and of course the parents are playing watch card. At least the mom is, anyway. Like, yeah, they wanted surveillance the whole time. I Yeah, I think, sure, they're allowing her to do the committee as long as it's at their house. Like, yeah, you can have all that way, but you're still not going to the dance. I'm really curious to see how this is going to play out. I really, really am. Yeah, Hampton's there also. What? Is this just a three-person dance committee if they don't have more kids? I don't know. Because I only see Kisa and Hampton and Dean. And Dean, of course, does the whole walrus joke. He takes two paint, little, you know, paintbrush, whatever, it sticks him in his mouth like a walrus with the big giant teeth. So, of course, Hampton does not look amused with Dean. It's like, look, if you're going to fool around, if you're going to play around, use a flat top brush, okay? And he says, not a Fillmore brush. I don't know my brushes. See, Hampton takes this dance committee very, very seriously. Oh, somebody is sneaking up on Dean's game. He's copying him. Ding, ding, ding. There's a doorbell. Guess who it is? It's Perry Barlow. Yes, of course he wants to. Oh, my gosh. He is following Dean's lead. It's like, hmm, interesting. You can't go to the dance, but you can join the dance committee. Okay, cool. Well, I'm here, too. This is going to be interesting. I am all here for it. I am here for all of it. Yeah, Dean looks up and it's Perry Barlow in the doorway. Hey, ugh, what is this? 
himself. What in the Barlow is he doing here? So, he formally introduces himself. Are you Keith's mother? I'm Perry Barlow. I go to school with your daughter. Oh, is he going to formally ask Keith out via her mom? Okay. Interesting. Oh, he's going to form, like, formally, formally. He wants to talk to the dad. He wants to talk to Keith's dad. Oh, boy, this is not going to go well. Um, Or maybe it will. I don't know. Her, her father's name is Lucius, and this immediately makes me think of the show Empire. <laughs> so, yeah, she says, there's a young man here from Kisa's school. <laughs> yeah, her dad takes one look at Perry and says, we don't want anything. And Perry says, I'm not selling anything, sir. I just, there's a Valentine's Day dance at the school. I would really like to take your daughter. He is, oh, he is so formal. He sticks his hand out. I'd like to ask permission. You know, there's a Valentine's Day dance at the school. I'd like to ask your permission to take Kisa to go with me. Shakes his hand, all formal-like. We already know that Dean does not have the best. I'm surprised that they even let him in the house there after that whole adult nudie magazine and, you know, information that he was getting. And giving that information to Kisa. Yeah. Just that whole visit in the principal's office with her parents. And yeah. Yeah, when he says, I'd like to ask permission to take your daughter to the dance. Of, and Lucius looks at his wife like, did you almost like, did you know about this? And now Perry is like, you know, I know you have con some concerns. Like, I understand you have concerns. Yeah. Yeah, he says, I understand you have concerns about your daughter going to, uh, to a dance, going out with a boy. That's why I wanted to meet with you face to face. Yeah, he says, my father, Dr. Barlow, will be taking us in a 1964 Lincoln Continental, you know, telling him the type of car. His dad's going to be there driving us, so it's, you know, it's going to be fine. Got to worry about anything. It's completely innocent and professional. And he says, Kisa will be home by 10 or even earlier if you'd like. So, yeah, he's laying out these semi-reasonable plans. But, I mean, I really wonder, like, are they going to say, okay, yeah, that sounds fine, yeah. Or they're going to say, we appreciate your honesty, but still, we do not want our daughter going out with boys. Going on dates yet. Yeah, and he even says, hey, if you have any questions about me, I believe you know Reverend T Tucker. I babysit his children. He can... He'll tell you whatever you need to know about me. Okay, so the date, because they're 12, and her mother says we don't want Kisa dating until she's at least 13. I'm surprised I didn't say like 15, 16. And yeah, the dad actually, Lucius goes for it. He's like, I understand, you know, you're a respectable young man, you, you came here, you asked my permission, you know how to talk to adults, to grown folks, they appreciate that. So he's actually considering, like, okay. It almost sounds like a dig at Dean, in a way, just from, you know, the previous principal office visit. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> they both comment on how Perry has good teeth. Like, yeah, I noticed that too. And Lucius says, you know, why don't we leave it for Kisa decide, to decide? And he calls Kisa over. He's like, Kisa, there's a young man here to see you. He says, Kisa, there's a young man here who wants to ask you something. She comes to the door, and Perry says, Kisa, would you like to go to the dance with me? And 
you see Hampton and Dean just kind of watching, and Hampton's face just kind of lights up, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Dean gives him a look, like, Dean, what are you doing? I think I thought you were rooting for me to be going with Kisa. Hampton's just doing, you know, he's doing Hampton. He's going to root for whoever. He's clearly invested in seeing the outcome of this. Like, what's her answer going to be? Because, yes, I'd love that. And he says, great, I'll be here by 7 to pick you up. Oh, I don't know. I just, I am, I, I, but then again, you never know. Something could happen. She could get her heart broken. He might only be as nice as what he's putting on. We don't know yet. We don't know. All we know is that he knows the Reverend Tucker. He babysits his kids. His dad's a doctor. And according to Dean, he's the most perfect boy in that whole school. So, I i mean, we didn't know anything about Kirk McRae other than he played football. And I guess, like, Paul was, like, listing his stats about how great Kirk McRae is. So, Dean, you know, no, understands, like, his parents falling for it. Like, I couldn't believe that. But Kisa was falling for this act, too? Mm, well, that's got to stink now. I mean, Dean, now you're still on the committee. Like, oh, that's going to be awkward. What's he going to say? Why do you accept a date with him? Or something like that. So she pretty much tells him, like, sorry guys, I guess I can't be part of the committee after all. 
And her dad, like, gives the boys a, a bum rush. Like, it's getting late anyway. You guys got to go. Bye-bye. Get going on. So, he's like, all right, Kisa, come on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and Hamda's like, oh, that's sad that you can't be part of the committee. I mean, you're going to miss out on all this fun. Oops. Sorry, that was my alarm going off. Even Dean in his head is just saying how, like, you know, just because he's nice and polite and loves the Lord. And who am I kidding? I would want my daughter to date someone like Perry Barlow. <laughs> yeah, so. It is what it is, you know, Dean. I mean, you missed your shot. You had probably several opportunities. You didn't take them. And I just, part of me really wonders, like, if he had asked her if she would have said yes. Or just like, hey, we're friends. I don't think of you in that way. Sorry. So Dean comes home into the kitchen and of course Bill's like, oh, my man, first dance tonight, first school dance. He's like asking about, you know, Kisa, like, is she coming here or are you guys picking her up? And of course, you know, Dean has to break the news that, uh, yeah, she's not, we're not going <laughs> together. She actually got asked out by somebody else. Dean's exact words were, I'm not going with Kisa. I never asked her out, so now she's going with an 8th grader. And Bill asks Dean, then who are you going with, basically? <laughs> Bill even was going to extend his Dean's curfew till 10. And Dean says, well, actually, I'm on the planning committee. <laughs> so Bill's like, in that case, be home by 8. So, Kim's at the table doing her homework or whatever, and she laughs at this, and Dean kind of comes at her with, don't laugh, this is all your fault. If you hadn't given Kisa that makeover, none, none of the other guys, yeah, because you gave her that makeover, now all the other guys like her. Oh, because she's not hiding herself underneath her brother's letterman jacket. Mm, okay, yeah. So Kim asks Dean, like, do you have a problem with a girl feeling good about herself? <laughs> I cannot talk today. Do you have a problem with a girl not feeling good about herself and not being dependent dependent on you for her self-esteem? Yeah. I mean, really, Dean, what was Keith supposed to do? Hide under that Letterman jacket until you eventually, three years later, got the courage to ask her? Like, if you're not going to, we already saw that happen. In the pilot episode, Dean couldn't get the courage to talk to her or ask her out or whatever. And Corey slipped in and, you know, made his move. Because Corey seems to have more confidence when it comes to the ladies than Dean does. And Dean's all about waiting and putting in time and everything. Like, he's just saying, letting things take their course. It's like, that's all well and good for you, man, but... Other people don't mo always move at that speed. And you can't judge them for, you know, if someone gets in there first and asks. It's not fair to either of those people. If you have a feeling, I say go with it. Yes, you could get rejected. 
but that's what happens and if you don't ask you'll never know you might get rejected you might not but why wait on the sidelines hoping that fate's just going to step in and do the work for you or you can step in yourself have the confidence and do it on your own yeah and even you know kim says all i did was give kisa a little bit of makeup and a dress as her friend you should be happy for her and yes you said yeah he said you know i'm her friend and right now that is all she sees you as a friend and nothing more i love how dean is like putting on his coat and as he's doing this like, look i don't have time for this okay hampton told me to go to the drugstore and get him some last minute decorations yes like she's like taking up your time you're the one that came at her with the accusations and the if you hadn't have done this then this wouldn't happen it's like dude come on now <laughs> yeah according to hampton they're <laughs> yeah their uh ocean tide apparently isn't turquoise and their ocean wave or what it is not turquoise enough to match the atlantic really really Okay, I mean, Hampton's the one that's... Where is the rest of this dance planning committee? Because it was just Dean and, and and Hampton and then Kisa and then she had to drop out for a second. So it's like, who is making up this dance committee? Is it just Hampton? Is it just Hampton? I, I want to see the other members of this dance committee because you know it can't just be run by one person. But Hampton really, when he puts his heart into something, he goes all the way. Good for him. My man, first dance tonight. You know what? Your curfew's extended <laughs> until 10. Cool. You meeting Kisa there, you guys pick it up. Actually, I'm not going with Kisa. I never asked her, and now she's going with an eighth grader. And who are you going with? I'm on the planning committee. I'd be home by eight. <laughs> Don't laugh. This is all your fault for giving Kisa a makeover. No, all the other guys like her. You have a problem with a girl feeling good about herself and not being dependent on you for her self-esteem? No. Well, all I did was give Kisa a dress and a bit of makeup. As her friend, <laughs> you should be happy for her. Okay. I don't have time for this, all right? Hampton asked me to go to the drugstore and get him some last-minute decorations. Apparently, our ocean backdrop isn't turquoise enough to match the Atlantic. All right, so now we're in the drugstore, and Dean is getting a bag. They can't even bother to open the bag, the paper bag, the whole, whole I don't know. That is different, I guess, in 1969. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, he meets Kisa there, and Dean is just like, oh my gosh, you can't even bother to look me in the eye. And he's like, oh, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, I'm looking for something, but I can't find it. Hmm, what is she looking for? I don't know. I love how her, the, her barrette, that she has on the end, the one with the, you know, the, I don't know what you would, but they're the little, the yellow, um, her plastic, you know, ball type bars of back in the day. I like how they match the, um, her letter, her brother's letterman jacket a little bit, because 
her barrette yellow wants are a bright yellow and of course her brother's letterman jacket is more like a dry mustard seed yellow i guess Oh, man, that is not good. Because Kisa's like, okay, yeah, I'll walk you out. So he's going to walk out, and then here comes the store clerk as he's like, stop right there. I'm like, oh, no, what's going to go? Oh, man, this is making me nervous. Okay. Yeah, he, he says, yeah, the store clerk says, hey, stop right there. I saw you steal that makeup. And she's Kisa's like, what, what? And Dean sticks up for her and says, hey, she would never do that. And the store clerk reaches into Keith's pocket and, of course, pulls out. I don't know whether it's lipstick or what it is, but it's like, girl, you did not just do that. Oh, that is not good. Yeah, and he holds up. It's like lipstick and some other thing. I don't know what it is. He's like, oh, what's this? All right, you're both coming with me. What? I what is this? Like, just guilty by association? <sighs> this is not good. Oh my god. My, well, my guess is Keisa's not going to the dance now. And, uh, you know, the parents are going to have to come down. And they're going to want an explanation. And I'm sure... Like, Keisa, why would you do that? Like, at all? I mean, she could have went to Kim and asked for makeup. If she needed makeup or wanted makeup or a makeup tutorial, even. She didn't need to go in there. I mean, what is going on? I'm curious. I really am. I'm not blaming her because we don't know the whole story. So, yeah. Hey, Dean. Perfect. As if I hadn't been embarrassed enough already. Hey, Kisa, what are you doing here? Oh, just looking for some stuff. But I couldn't find it. Wow. She couldn't even look me in the eye after what she did to me. Must have been her guilty conscience. Thank you. Come on, I'll walk you out. Stop right there. I saw you steal that makeup. What are you talking about? What? She would never do something like that. Well, sis. You're both coming with me. Let's go. Okay, so yeah, in the next scene, it looks like they're in the manager's office that is made of cold gray brick. <laughs> or it could be a... Yeah, it looks like uh, an office with employee lockers and also is a storage stock room. So, of course, he called their parents and he's like, you two sit here until your parents show up. Sit here and wait for your parents to show up. Oh, uh, that is, oh, that is not going to be good. That is not, oh my gosh. What if her parents show up and <coughs> think that Dean is the cause of this? Like, he's somehow influenced her or something. I keep thinking back to that day in the principal's office, you know, when he got in trouble by telling Kisa about, oh, this is what married women do. They look at these adult magazines and when they think of their you know, husbands or whatever, something to that effect. And, yeah, he's already not on best terms with her folks. I'm, I'm still surprised that they even let him come over for that Valentine dance planning committee thing. 
so Kisa apologizes to Dean. She's like, yeah, I'm sorry. And Dean kind of just like, I don't get it. Why were you stealing? I mean, was it because of the money? Okay, part of me is going to guess. I'm just going to throw a guess out there because you know I don't watch these episodes ahead of time. I think, which I don't think she would need to do it to get attention from her, from her parents because she already has attention from her parents. Or maybe, because like I said, we don't even know about her older brother. We don't know if he's in college. We don't know anything about him. So, yeah. Like, there had to have been a reason. Could it be like, oh, she was embarrassed to buy stuff like that? You know, stuff like, it's it's makeup, like lipstick and stuff like that. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. But part of me wonders if there's an underlying issue here that we don't know about Kisa's life and personality. I am not laying any blame on this girl. I don't know why. Even if she did take it, if she was set up somehow, I don't know. Okay, so here's a part of me that's kind of wondering. As Dean says, all in all the years I've known Kisa, I've never known her to wear new, wear new clothes. Or I never wonder why she always had to borrow my comic books. I think it's because, you know, her family probably doesn't make a whole lot. And maybe she just figured, you know, we can't, you know, my mom can't afford to get me that stuff. Or even, I'm surprised that her mom would want her, you know, wearing, you know, makeup. Some mothers do have rules. Like, no, you have to be a certain age before you wear makeup or even, you know, there are some households that don't want their girls ever wearing makeup until they're like a legal adult or moved out of the house. I don't know. There are just some, you know, families that may be like that. They may be that strict, but part of me thinks that maybe it's, it's because, you know, she just doesn't, you know, have the, the finances, unfortunately. Kisa says people were saying the new things I, you know, got, you know, made me look pretty. And I like Dean in this moment, how honest he is, as he says, I, I always thought you were pretty the way you were. And I don't think it's just how Kisa is physically beautiful. There's just something about this girl, the way she carries herself with confidence and strength that just, that really is an attractive trait. I think in either a man or a woman, you know, of either, you want somebody who is strong and, and, and confident in themselves. I mean, it's one thing to be shy and bashful and stuff, but, you know, over time, you you know, you, you work through it. But I just, yeah. It's more than physical beauty, honestly, that people can fall in love with a person's personality, too. And... The look that Kisa gives him, like, she's surprised to hear this from Dean. She, you know, yeah, I mean, even if he admitted he had a crush on her and everything like that, it's just, she wasn't expecting it. Not that he did admit he had a crush, but the fact that she, hearing him say that he sees her, like, sees her, like, past, like, the makeup of everything, like, Oh, it's almost like saying, you know, you don't need that stuff. You know, I see your true beauty. You know, I, I thought you were beautiful without that stuff. And yeah, and just that that look of you know surprise and it's like, oh wow, like 
But anyway, yeah, now she's just a realization, like, her dad's coming down there. He's going to be angry. And, you know, she definitely looks like someone who does not want to disappoint her parents in any way. And she starts crying. And this is honestly a sweet gesture. Just this, in this moment, takes me back to the pilot episode of the original Wonder Years. In the moment, here, Dean sitting next to Kisa. This is not in any romantic gesture whatsoever, but a comforting friend. This is what a friend would do. He reaches over and takes her hand, and she grasps his hand in hers. Just like the gesture of when Kevin takes his jet jacket off and puts it around Winnie's shoulders. In that moment, you know, he's comforting a friend. He may have a crush on her just like Dean has, but this is not about that moment. I like that he can put his feelings, his frustration, his crush, he can put all of that aside and be what she needs in this moment, which is a friend. And I love how she puts her head on his shoulder. And of course you hear the store clerk say, they're right back here. Oh boy. Okay. You two sit here and wait for your parents to show up. I'm sorry. I don't get it. Why were you stealing? Was it because of the money? All the years I'd known Kisa. I didn't notice that she never wore new clothes or always had to borrow my comic books instead of buying her own. People kept saying the new things made me look pretty. Well, I, I always thought you were pretty where you are. Dad's gonna kill me when he finds out. Yeah, we hear the store clerk from outside the room say that I saw the girl stealing the makeup and the boy worked as a decoy. Excuse me, he was at the register waiting to check out. That's not being a decoy. <sighs> no, this guy, ugh. Like, dude, you need to open your eyes next time and actually watch what's going on. Yes, I get it. Kisa was in the wrong for taking the makeup. I get that. But to say, like, Dean came in and was a decoy because it's two black kids? Like, oh, they're in cahoots together because they're here at the same... No! But at least, I mean, he he was there for this situation. Because I can't imagine how Kisa would have felt dealing with that by by herself. And if she had been by herself, let's just say that guy wouldn't have gotten... You know, aggressive as far as like, what are you doing? You know, just yelling at her and stuff like that. It's just, mm. uh, And hearing this, Kisa and Dean kind of break away from each other. They stop holding hands. They sit up straight, kind of bracing themselves for what their parents are going to say and do. 
Kim to the rescue. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully nobody needs to know about it. Look, hey. Oh, it's Adam's Drugs, Health, and Beauty all sold here. My guess is the guy's going to say, I don't want to see you in here again. But at least Kim is there. Thank goodness. And I love how she's got her arms crossed and she's got this kind of smirk on her face. Like, oh, you kids, you kids, what am I going to do with you? So, yeah, the guy opens the door, store clerk opens the door and says, all right, come on, let's go. And Kim is just all, oh, I am so incredibly sorry for what they put you through today. And she assures the manager, she says, I assure you they'll get a thorough talking to when we go home. Is she playing their, is she pretending to be their mother? <laughs> oh, as he says, well, I can't, I can't let two kids go with another kid. But she's related to Dean. Oh, man. Here I thought we could just get the, get out the door and go. Apparently we can't. Oh. So the cop gives two choices. The cop. The store clerk gives two choices. They can either stay here and wait for their parents or they can wait for the police. And Kim, yeah, she's like, sir, I really appreciate your concern, but it'll be fine. Like basically, like, let me just take them home. It'll be fine. I promise you they'll never come in here again. She says, our parents will be working late. I can save you the trouble. And he, yeah, the store clerk is not budging on this. He's like, well, they'll just have to wait then. And Dean is kind of telling us, you know, as Kim, you know, felt like she'd be able to confident that she could kind of get us out of this. She did feel a little responsible for what had happened. Like she was the one that introduced Kisa to makeup and, you know, the clothes and stuff like that. Like, if she hadn't, then Kisa wouldn't have done this. Not that Kim's to blame, either. Dean says, when this started, it was just a line on a college resume. And Dean continues, but she realized she was in over her head, and it was her job to make this right. She, oh, she's gonna use crying to get herself, okay, well, hey, if it works, more power to you, Kim. Yeah, she starts crying, like, this was all my fault. I was supposed to be watching them today and it was, I wasn't paying enough attention. I hope that the guy falls for this. Hey, Dean said she, Kim is a good crier that she can get herself out of trouble. And she looks at Dean and Kim and uh, Kisa and she's just like, And now look at them. They're felons. Our parents worked so hard to keep us out of trouble. He continues to like, and they were relying on me to be a good big sister. She just looks up and she's in high school, she's just crying, but instead I'm disappointed everyone. Just, oh, just carrying on and crying, but, oh, she's a good actress. <laughs> Dean, he says, you know, he's seen enough of Kim's fake tears to know what she was doing, but everyone else seemed to, like, it seems like other people would buy that. I love how the people, like, in the little dining area of this, whatever this, pharmacy soda shop something or other is don't, are not even looking in their direction like they could care less like I'm more interested in my paper yeah Dean figured you know everyone seemed to be buying it so he's just like I'll just stand here and shut up and just nod like yep mm -hmm. my sister is completely right about us and Kim says you know I'd be happy to pay for what they took and she hands him money and he's like fine fine 
but y'all are never allowed back in the store again. I figured it seems like well, the something like that. Odds are, if you're taking, so they will say you are not allowed back here. Like I do not want to see your face in the store ever again. Oh boy, let's hope they never have to go back to. Oh my gosh, can you imagine down the road? And like season three or four, they, one of them ends up going to that same shop. And then it's like, I thought I told you never to come back here. Or something like that. Allowed back in the store again. Hear me? Thank you for understanding. <laughs> and Kim says, thank you for understanding, sir. so incredibly sorry for what they put you through today. I assure you they'll get a thorough talking to when we go home. Come on, let's go. Whoa, I, I can't let two kids go with another kid. They can either wait for their parents or the police. Sir, I really appreciate your concern, but our parents will be working late. I can save you the trouble. They'll just have to wait then. As Kim fought to get us out, it became clear to me that in a way, she felt responsible for what had happened. When this started, it was just a line on a college resume. But now she realized she was in over her head, and it was her job to make this right. <laughs> this is all my fault. I was responsible for them today, and I wasn't paying enough attention. Now look at them. They're felons. <laughs> Our parents worked so hard to keep us out of trouble, and they were relying on me to be a good big sister. But instead, I'm disappointed everyone. <laughs> now, I'd seen enough of Kim's fake tears to know what she was doing, but everyone else seemed to be buying it. So I was fine just shutting up and nodding along. I'll be happy to pay for what they took. <laughs> fine. But you're never allowed back in the store again. Hear me? Thank you for understanding, sir. So as they're walking outside away from the Adams drugstore, whatever the heck it's called, you know... Kisa thanks Kim. Like, thanks, Kim. Were my parents angry when you told them? And I love how Kim looks down at Kisa and says, Girl, I didn't tell anyone anything. <laughs> Kim has got your back. He is a good big sister role. Like, just not just for Dean, but for, for Kisa as well. She takes this role seriously. Or at least when it comes to Kisa. And Dean asks, so mom and dad don't know about this either? And Kim says, nope, I just pretended to be mom on the phone. He says, I just pretended to be mom on the phone when the store clerk called. They have no idea. Let's hope it stays that way. And Kim says, but that doesn't mean I can't tell them later about what you did. And of course, Keith is like, please, please don't punish Dean. Yeah, Keith is sticking up for Dean. Like, he didn't do anything wrong. And he didn't. Kisa accepts responsibility. She said, this is all my fault. This this probably means you won't be my big sister anymore. I love, oh, I love Kim in this moment. She puts an arm around Kisa and sa looks at her and says, no, this doesn't change anything. Next time, if you need something, make sure you come to me. Like, yeah, sweetie, you could have come to Kim. She would have helped you get ready for the dance and all that stuff. But I you know, advice on boys, any of that stuff. You know, it wasn't too long ago that Kim was Keisa's age. Yeah, she says, 
that's what big sisters are for. But don't you ever do that again. And he, she, uh, Kim hands Kisa the bag with the makeup and stuff. And Dean tells us that Kim saved them from big trouble that day. And it was times like that that he, I was very thankful to have a big sister. Aww. Thank you, Kim. Were my parents mad when you told them? Girl, I didn't tell anyone anything. So mom and dad don't know about this either? Nope. I just pretended to be mom on the phone when the store clerk called. I have no idea. Thanks. But that doesn't mean I can't tell them later about what you did. Please don't punish Dean. He didn't do anything wrong. This is all my fault. This probably means you won't be my big sister anymore, doesn't it? No. It doesn't change anything. Just next time you need something, make sure you come to me. That's what big sisters are for. But don't you ever do that again. Kim saved us from real trouble that day. That was the first time I remembered being thankful to have a big sister. Thank you, Kim. It was really cool how you forced that guy back there. You're welcome. And by the way, strong women should never resort to crying unless no one was there to see it. Right? Oh, oh. Now come on. Dance starts in two hours and you gotta get ready. And Dean, you need a bath. Bad. So Dean says, thank you, Kim. It was really cool how you fooled that guy back there. And Kim says how strong women should never resort to crying. Yeah, she says, and by the way, strong women should never resort to crying unless no one was there to see it. <laughs> All right, let's get to this dance. Because she's like, we got two hours to the dance and we got to get you ready. And Dean, by the way, you need to take a bath. Because you smell bad. Like, you need to take a bath badly. Under the sea, Valentine's dance. God, just feels too much like enchantment under the sea or something like that. I'm getting Back to the Future vibes just from that line. All right, Dean is taking tickets from fellow classmates that are coming to the dance. Oh, boy. So he's not going to get to dance with somebody? Oh, boy. Okay, um... We see Charlene. She's like, oh, hi. Look who it is. Hi, Dean. Nice to see you again. I'm surprised. If this were the 90s, she's like, not. Because <laughs> they didn't say that in 69. But this young gentleman here, he, he looks like a pseudo-Dean. He really, really does. Like, she just got a replacement dean in the form of this young yes man, whoever he is. Do we learn this boy's name? Let's find out. Yeah, she says, oh, have you met my boyfriend? And the kid raises his hand. So this boy is not allowed to talk, apparently. Is that Charlene's rules of boyfriend etiquette? Like, if you're going to be my boyfriend, you only talk when I tell you to talk. Otherwise, you just stand there and make me look good. Which you really don't need to do because I already look good. <laughs> anyway, it looks like you have a busy night ahead of you. Oh, well, honestly, Dean is better off. Charlene just, she was too bossy. She just, too many demands for a 12-year-old to put on a person. Yeah, that's, you don't need to be in a relationship at 12. Excuse me, let me clarify. You don't need to be in a serious relationship at 12. You don't need to plan your whole life 
at 12. Yes, I mean, she's got somewhere else to be. Like, oh, we'll just, we won't keep you. Will you be off, you know, moving and grooving? Poor Dean. Oh, Hampton is adorable in those suspenders and that red ruffle dress shirt that he's wearing. I love that. If no one else comes up, he is getting my best outfit of the episode. And I'm not just saying it because his shirt is red. Okay, kind of. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, we'll see, we'll see. Because he comes up to me, he's like, ah, isn't it magical? Like, yeah, it sure is. Taking tickets. Yep, watching other couples do their thing on the dance floor. Yep, that's very magical, Hampton. Thank you. So glad I could be a part of everyone else's happily ever after tonight. <laughs> that's honestly me, me saying. <laughs> yeah, he says, ah, oh, all our hard work has paid off. He is so proud of himself. He says, and you've got the best job in the house, Dean. More like the job that no one else wanted. Because everyone wanted to be out on the dance floor doing something that isn't sitting at a table in a chair taking tickets. <laughs> I love how Hampton is painting the picture. Like You can just see everyone's faces as they feast their eyes, lay their eyes on our underwater fantasy. Buddy, I don't think anyone cares really about the... Who's commenting on the decorations? I mean, Kisa definitely... I want to see how this whole thing goes with her and uh, uh, Perry Barlow, a.k.a. Kirk McRae. <laughs> Are we going to see more of Perry Barlow as we go on, or is this a one-time thing? Oh, oh, too late, man. Hampton comes up with a good, like, Fanta C-S-E-A. Ah, oh, that would have been a good one. And what, you know what? Save it for down the road, man. I'm sure you could come up with another dance with a, a, a C theme many, many times down the road. We already did a C theme, Hampton. We got to come up with something else. Yeah. And Dean's thinking to himself, it's like, you know, Hampton was right. As exhausting the last couple days have been, tonight was turned out to be not so bad after all. Until now, because here comes Perry and Kisa. Oh, I love their red, white, and black matching attire. And it, the, the colors coordinate so good. And I, <laughs> Perry keeps calling Dean little man. Hey, little man. What's up? And of course, I was right. Kisa does appreciate, you know, although you did a great job with these decorations. They really did. Um, where is this dance being held? Because it looks like it's being held in, like, the gymnasium. of If there were a gymnasium in the church, because there is a cross with, um, there's a wooden cross that's got, um, like a shawl or something cloth draped over it and I think there's yeah I'm just kind of like hmm That's, when I saw that I'm like it looks like like maybe they set up shop in the church but I don't think so it says hope you dance your socks off but he says like hope you dance your socks off as he like rips the tickets she's got her converse shoes on and asks wanna race <laughs> What the look in Perry's eyes? He's like, "Thanks again for your help, little man." I'm just thinking, what is this? Is he like seeing like, like Dean as like a, an opponent or I don't know? Not adversary is not the right word. I don't. Could it? No. But he just—it's almost like it feels like it's a challenge. Almost like 
game on or I got the girl now or something or you lose or you lost out or just I don't know because when he came up to Dean he didn't know Keisa's name didn't know anything about her just that she looked nice with what she was wearing I don't see that for lasting very long part of me even feels like maybe whether this kid is as honest as he was giving the impression to Keisa's parents. I'm really wondering about that as well. Was it just for show? Was it an act? Or is he honestly a good guy? <laughs> Have fun. Well, look who it is. <laughs> Hi, Dean. Nice to see you again. Uh, have you met my boyfriend? Does he have a name? <laughs> anyway... Looks like you have a busy night, so we won't keep you. Wish we all, you know, moving and grooving. Uh, isn't it magical? All of our hard work has finally paid off. And you got the best job in the house. You get to see everyone's faces as they first lay eyes on our underwater fantasy. Fantasy. That would have been a good one. Oh, Hampton was time, right. Buddy. As crazy and exhausting as the last couple of days had been, tonight was turning out to be not so bad after all. Hello, man. Until now. Hey, dude. Calling him little hey, man. Keisha. I almost feel like You really did a great job with these decorations. Thanks. Hope you dance your socks off. Wanna race? Thanks again for your help, little man. So we see Corey dancing, but I, I like how the camera's like set above and we see everything kind of down below. And then, of course, we see Charlene and she, this, whoever this boyfriend is of hers, we don't know his name, but she's clearly not happy with him. And he looks like he would rather be anywhere else because <laughs> they're both like... They both have a cup of punch or apple cider or whatever that's supposed to be. They look at each other and then they kind of look away like she's regretting her choices. Of course, being it's this underwater sea theme, we got the, the oars here and Corey and Brad are just having a fun time with those oars. What are they trying? Are they trying to hit that disco ball? Oh my gosh, don't knock it down. So we see the teacher come up here like, can I help you boys? And they quickly put the oars down and walk off. <laughs> uh, are they trying to like recreate like the, uh, some scene from that movie? What is it? 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea or something other to that effect? So Dean realizes that, you know, the sad part was he realized that his plan had been a good one. He says, this dance was... Oh my gosh, they're playing the song! He says, this dance was the perfect chance to tell Kisa how he felt about her. What is he going to do? Cut in and say, hey, can I dance with Kisa? Can I cut in? Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Okay, man. It's up to you, Dean. What are you going to do? Are you going to walk away and let her be in this moment with Perry? Are you going to interrupt and cut in and say, I want to admit how I really feel about you, Takisa? She's looking at Dean and he's saying how about how the back room at the drugstore wasn't as romantic or picturesque as this. And of course, 
Dean is now saying how he couldn't deny that we did have a moment. It's like you did, but it was a moment of friendship and being supportive to your friend. And that's probably all that she saw it as well. Well, maybe she, you when he admitted, like, I liked you before you wore the makeup, you were pretty even without that stuff. And Dean tells us, and maybe that was better than whatever this could have been. Really? Because she bust in there... And you're going to make it awkward. Everyone's going to be looking at you. You're going to embarrass Kisa. You're going to start problems with Perry. Come on, man. Let her have her moment. This guy asked her out. Kisa looks at Dean and then she puts her head on Perry's shoulder as she look, turns the other way. And Dean says, nope, never mind. It wasn't. Like, no... I think he's seeing more things from his end and infatuation with Kisa than what is really there, to be honest. And it seems like this song now has been played twice. It's been played in the pilot episode of this season one and now. And Dean says, but the good thing about the long game is it's long. So here comes Hampton with a mop and says, there's a spill over by the punch bowl and that hard wood is warping fast. Well, it is liquid and you know how wood can absorb liquid, I guess. Like, yeah, you might want to take care of that, Dean. Go mop that floor, buddy. He is a taskmaster, this Hampton. As he says, hey, if you can lean, you can clean. Like, we're not here for you to lean against the table in Syracuse. So... Make yourself handy and here's a mop. Go clean up that spill before it's, it warps that hardwood floor. <laughs> Let's not warp that wood. <laughs> For the raffle. Oh, God. Uh, and Dean pretty much just takes the mop and just cleans that spill up. And as the camera pulls back, that pretty much signifies that it's the end of the episode. Was, as I looked around the gym that night, I realized my plan had been a good one. This dance was the perfect place to tell Kisa how I felt about her. The back room at the drugstore wasn't nearly as romantic or picturesque as this, but I couldn't deny that we did have a moment. And maybe that was better than whatever this could have been. Nope. Never mind. It wasn't. But the good thing about the long game is, it's long. There's been a spill by the punch bowl. That hardware is warping fast. If you can lean, you can clean. Oh, don't take that. Turtles for the raffle. So, yeah, that is the end of the episode. So, best outfit. I, I want to give it to Hampton with the red ruffle shirt and the black suspenders. And then I think runner-up is going to be with Kisa and Perry and they're matching red, white, and black, you know, outfits that really coordinate really well together. Worst outfit, um, I don't really have one. I normally don't. Something has to be really just not great for me to feel that way and it really wasn't anything like that. Wonderly Words of Wisdom is just going to go back to, again, with, with, with Dean and him just wanting to take his time and just not, you know, get up the courage to just, in the moment, it's like you have a moment, 
take it. But you don't know if you're going to get another one. And, and just don't be angry at this person if because you didn't take a shot and someone else moved in. Don't be angry at the person because they didn't wait for you to take your time. You know, come on, just, yeah. You see a shot, you, you see a moment, you jump in there. But also, here's another thing. Read the room. Read people's reactions before you take that moment. Because you could just completely misinterpret and make something extremely awkward and something that people will remember forever and will never let you forget. Yeah, just, yeah. Read the room, please. So, the episode I'm going to be covering in March, I think right now I'm just going to stick with one episode a month. We'll see if there is more time, if I can get to two, but I'm still going to read the summaries for both. So, for definitely for March, Season 1, Episode 14, Country Dean. <laughs> in this episode, the family spends spring break with Lillian's parents. I am so excited to meet her parents because we haven't yet. Lillian helps to settle a land dispute to impress her difficult-to-please mother. No! Oh, we gotta get that. Oh. Why does this person always seem to show up uh, in the cast but we never see? The Victoria Page Watkins, student. We have Teresa L. Graves. She's going to be playing Edith. This is Lillian's mother. Wait a minute. Have we seen... Let me go back. I feel like maybe we have seen her. Or I could just be 100% mistaken. Let me see here. Yeah, oh, okay. So it's just, uh, it's just this one. So we have not met her. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. So, alright. And then the next episode I'll be covering probably in April. It's going to be Season 1, Episode 15. This releases, you know, March 2nd, 2022. Uh, tomorrow, the episode Country Dean is going to be airing. So, Alright, Black Teacher, Season 1, Episode 15. This episode, when their teacher goes on leave, Dean, Corey, and Kisa are excited to be taught by Mr. Brady, the school's first black teacher. Mr. Brady encourages the students to try out for the knowledge bowl team where dean faces some challenges all right oh we got a full cast list with this let's see adult parishioner so i'm guessing something to do with the church uh classmates mrs anderson oh we get to see mrs anderson we get uh coach Wright. we get to see him again uh, Summer Menke playing White Mom. We got someone playing a bat. This kid's got a face like a... Rrr. He looks like a bully just looking at this kid. He's got a sneer on his face. Uh, basketball player. Doesn't get a character name. Knowledge Bowl Kid played by Benjamin Tippins. How old is this child? Because he looks like he should be in elementary school. <laughs> Not junior high. Bill Winkler as Principal Cartwright. Cool. Oh, we got a Coach Wright and a Principal Cartwright. Cool. All right. So, look forward to those in March and possibly April. Like I said, we'll see. I'm uh, just trying to adjust to, <laughs> you know, working mornings and stuff and then having the energy after working a long day to podcast. So, we'll see how it goes. 
Um, more than likely, I don't know if I'm going to be getting to a movie this month. I know I said I probably would, but like, again, scheduling and stuff like that. It's just when I have the energy, so we'll see. We'll see. I got time, so. All right, well, then I will see you in March with Country Dean, Season 1, Episode 14. If you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at lbomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to leave a review for the podcast, I would love to see a review on the new Wonder Years here. Just go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, type in the Wonder Years or Wonder Years. The Looking Back at My Wonder Years podcast will pop up. Click on it, scroll down to where it says leave a review, and leave a review. You can use emojis, and I can... If you want to, you know, have me try to find and figure out which character is which from either the original Wonder Years or the new Wonder Years, I definitely would like to try my hand at that. Also, every five-star review that this podcast gets helps it get more noticed by other original Wonder Years and the new Wonder Years fans like yourselves. So, all right. Have a great Wednesday. Great Wonder Wednesday, everybody. And I'll see you in March. Bye-bye.